and welcome to Diary of a Mad Black Teacher, the podcast. Diary of a Mad Black Teacher, Mad Signifying Making a Difference, is a compilation of stories from thousands of parents, students, coaches, and educators that I have experienced during my time here on earth as an educator. These stories have driven me to create a safe space for parents and anyone with an interest in students of color and students in marginalized groups where we can freely express ourselves and receive information that is specifically designed to help us successfully navigate through a systemically oppressive education system that of course was not designed for our children to succeed in. In each episode, I will give tons of resources, guidance, and information that will encourage, empower, and enlighten you on how to ensure an excellent and equitable education for you and your children, because you will know how to demand it and accept nothing less. And lastly, my hope is that this podcast will create a community of knowledgeable, strong people who work together to dismantle systemic oppression within education, as our current and future generations are depending on us to do so. Thank you for tuning in. Sit back, relax, and get ready to take some notes because class is in session. Hello, welcome back to class. I am so happy to have you back for the eighth episode. I know we were supposed to follow up with episode seven and dive deeper into the impacts of racial tensions on students' mental, emotional, and academic success and failures today. But with the recent event of one of my students taking their own life, and this being the third suicide this school year for me in my building, along with dozens of suicide attempts this school year and ending last school year, I would not be diligent if I did not take time to address the mental state of students and educators in America as they try to fight through this global pandemic that has completely turned their worlds, our worlds, upside down and inside out. Educators and teachers are tired. They are dealing with a lot in their personal lives, whether it is trying to teach their own kids at home while they teach your kids. Divorce numbers are high. Many people are dealing with relationship issues and our teachers and educators are not exempt from that. Every single day, almost, or absolutely weekly, they are asking to change how they do something because guidelines are changing weekly and, like I said, most times daily for teachers and people in education. Parents, you guys aren't doing your part either to help help educators as Parents aren't ensuring that their children are logged on and participating in the learning process. So then that means that teachers, administrators are then asking them to do extra, call parents, do home visits, do whatever they can to get these missing kids onto the learning platforms or into the school buildings. Educators of color are extremely overwhelmed with social and political issues that impact them or having to deal with people who look like them being killed or harassed or mistreated as they watch it on TV daily and then working in a system that they know is oppressive, trying to process and deal with all the layers of individual trauma on top of a new mass of trauma from COVID-19 which includes uncertainty, 
isolation, grief from financial losses, losses of their loved ones. And again, the constant reports of police brutality in the news and media. It is a lot for us as adults. And we're trying to deal with it the best way we can. But for some reason, we adults think that we are the only ones dealing with all of these issues trying to survive COVID mentally. And we are not because kids are tired too. They need emotional and support and social support. Think about it. I mean, their school activities, sports, extracurricular activities are pretty much either non-existent or if they are existent, it's absolutely not the same. Things like graduation, proms, homecoming, school dances, mommy and daughter dance, daddy and daughter dances, All of those things that we hold near and dear to our heart as a part of our childhood memories, kids don't have right now. They have to sit in class with masks all day. Many children are gaining weight at alarming numbers. In fact, weight gain and diabetes are skyrocketing in the black community and Hispanic community amongst children. Just in this last past nine months, a national average increase of 12%. And that's just based off of the data of parents who have been taking their children to the doctor. As we know, many have not been able to take their children to the doctor and can't afford to right now. But already a 12% increase in diabetes, childhood diabetes um, in the Black and Hispanic community. Even just looking at compared behaviors the study just came out it says that compared behaviors recorded just this past nine months children ate an additional meal per day on average they are sleeping one and a half extra hours per day on average they've added nearly five extra hours per day in front of the phone computer and television screens and their consumption of red meat sugary drinks, and junk food has dramatically increased. On the flip side, physical activity has dramatically decreased and decreased by about two hours per day on average. And so when we look at suicide rates, we see right now that suicide rates in community of color amongst children 5 to 17 has went up by 8%. And the suicide attempts have went up by 14%. Parents are reporting disobedience, rage, unhappiness in their children at alarming rates. School or Social engagement is extremely low right now. Parents are reporting that they see a different side of their children, that their children are seem to be very underachieving at this moment. They're sleeping more. They don't understand what, why their children are crying so much. They don't understand um, why their children's sleeping patterns have changed so much. They don't understand why they just won't do their homework. They're sitting at home. Why can't they just do their homework? Well, the answer is, is that they are depressed. Our kids are depressed. Are all of our kids depressed? No, but many of our kids are struggling right now and they are depressed. 
Our kids need counseling. Our kids need support. And I know that counseling and mental health in the Black community is taboo, but I'm going to say it. Our kids need counseling and our kids need help. Parents, you are not certified as a counselor. Your mother, your sister, they aren't either. And so it is time that we break this habit in our community and we reach out to people who can help us. When we're sick, we reach out to the doctor to help us with our physical illnesses. We need to reach out to the doctors for our mental illnesses or when we are having problems or when our children are having problems mentally. Does that mean that they're crazy? No, it just means that they're trying to survive a global pandemic and what we're doing for them at home or in school is not enough because they are still depressed and they're still struggling. And it's our responsibility as adults to make sure that they are taken care of and get them to the health professionals who can help them. Use Google, that is your friend. You literally can Google free counseling for children and numerous of places within a 25 mile radius will pop up for you. Get the number, call them and make an appointment. Be patient because yes, some of them are going to be overbooked. If you can afford to pay for counseling or your insurance provides it, please utilize it. And no, counseling does not have to be traditional, meaning your child is going to go sit on someone's couch or, of course, right now, just meet one-on-one -on -one with um, an adult to just talk about their problems. They have so many different counseling platforms. Um, I've even seen one that was really cool where they actually have different games and portals that the kids actually work through. Um, and it's really addressing any type of social issues, any type of academic issues uh, that the kid might have, but they actually put it in a game format. So the kid doesn't even realize that they're getting counseling. They think they're playing a game, but it's giving them ways to address the stressors that they're having currently in a game format. So there's so many different ways that counseling um, can happen for your child. Some counselors do um, group sessions where every week they meet with a group of kids around your child's age and they just kind of talk about school and the stressors and kind of just have a vent session just somewhere for kids to release and release with other kids their same age that are going through the same things it does not have to be this ideal of what you think of a, a child sitting on a couch and a, someone just talking at them or them basically asking being asked to share all of their feelings that's not how this works now um, counseling has evolved and there are so many different ways that counseling can happen for your child but will also help your child have an outlet and have someone who can help them with any stressors that they might be going through right now as they have a lot they are going through right now. Parents, on top of doing your part of getting your children counseling when you see changes in behavior, when you see changes in sleep patterns, when you see that they are motivation and drive is just not there. You need to make sure that you have an open line of communication with your child. Be there for them mentally, physically, and emotionally. Just because you're sitting in the same house with them does not mean you're there for them. They need you to talk to them. They need you to be there for them. Don't just be downstairs watching TV or getting your work done and they are somewhere else in the house. That Yes, you're physically there, but that doesn't mean you're mentally or emotionally there. 
You need to carve out time in your day to connect with your children. They need you to connect with them. You need to connect with them to see how they are doing. Because if you see something that is not in the norm, you can then get them help. Parents have a clean, functional space for your children to live in. And if they are doing remote learning, to be able to learn in. I understand everyone has things that they are dealing with, but please make sure that you at least provide them with a healthy, clean space that is functional for them to be able to live in and learn in. If you are dealing with alcohol abuse, drug abuse, domestic violence, um, you can't afford to take care of them right now, uh, provide them with those basic food, nourishment, clothing, please reach out and get the help that you need because these kids do not need to carry the weight of adult problems on their shoulders right now. They just can't. They don't need it. They don't deserve to. And as adults, we need to make sure we have our stuff together so that we can make sure that we can help our kids get the best possible experience out of life and learning during this pandemic. Let's talk about the diet. Parents, make sure your kids are eating healthy. As I just already discussed, we are seeing um, obesity and diabetes skyrocket in our uh, community, and we need to make sure that our kids are eating healthy. So simple things like meal prepping on the weekends with your kid, that's something that's fun. Cook with them, cook healthy meals on the weekend. So for the entire week, if you have to work, um, they're busy with their schoolwork, they can easily just go to the refrigerator pop something in the microwave that's already been prepared for over the weekend, or you know, grab something out the refrigerator and eat, and eat healthy. Avoid buying all that junk food. Um, if you buy it and you put it in the refrigerator or in the cupboards, they're going to eat it. So replace that with healthier snacks um, so that they are eating a healthy diet. Um, and make sure that we're getting exercise daily, whether it's before you both start the work day and school day, uh, you can do some type of fitness or if you are at home with them, maybe in the middle of the day to kind of give them a break from looking at the computer or at the end of the day when you get home. It does not have to be an extraneous workout plan. Um, kids love dancing. They are so into TikToks right now. Creating a dance routine with them, doing TikToks, that's getting them up, that's getting them moving. They have fun doing it. Bike riding, if it's, if it's warm enough where you are right now, um, there's so many challenges like push-up challenges, sit-up challenges, squat challenges. Maybe in the morning, hey, we're going to do 30 squats and the next day add five on and keep your data and your numbers and make it a friendly competition. You know, okay, let's see who can get through uh, 35 squats the, the quickest this morning and just keep adding on for like a 30-day challenge that gets them moving, that gets you guys time to connect as parent and child um, have a little friendly competition, but that's also getting them that physical exercise and um, release before they start their work day or um, after they've had their work or learning day to um, get some exercise in and kind of just release any of those stressors. Make sure that you're checking their grades weekly. Um, any missing assignments, I would say check their missing assignments on Friday afternoon. 
um, make sure that they know exactly what they need to complete. So Saturday, they need to make up all of their work. And then Sunday should just be a day of them doing nothing. Give them a break and give them grace. I know they should be com completing their chores. Try to get them to do that during the week or like I said, after they complete their missing assignments if they have any. But they should have at least one day out of the week where they can just chill and do whatever they want. Nothing to worry about with school. They shouldn't be in front of a computer for schoolwork. They shouldn't be doing any chores. They deserve at least one day out of the week. And I think two, but at least one day out of the week to just relax and enjoy themselves and do the things that make them happy. Make sure that you are trying to eliminate just like extra time in their day where they're on a computer. Um, if they don't have to be in front of that screen, if they don't have to be working, um, make sure that you are trying to get them off of the screen as much as possible. So for instance, if they have uh, assignment on Google Classroom, maybe they can print it off and do it on paper because what we are seeing is students also having increased migraines and blurred vision for sitting in front of the computer screen too long. So parents try to just, uh, like I said, eliminate amount of screen time as much as possible. Okay, teachers, you need to do your part as well. Teachers, you should have some type of SEL assignment every single day. SEL is social emotional learning. If you don't know what that is, you need to know what it is and you need to look it up. But it's just some type of assignment that is going to help check in and help your students social emotional learning or capacity. It could be as simple as doing a survey or having a Nearpod or Dojo that literally asks your children before they start class, how are you feeling today? If you're feeling good, click the red button. If you're feeling bad, click the blue button. If you have kids who are reporting that they're feeling great, that's awesome. But if you have kids who are reporting that they are not doing so well, you need to take that information and give it to the counselors. You also need to have conversations with those kids individually if you have those relationships with them. And of course, seek to find out why they are not doing well, what support you can give to them. And again, like I said, if you have school counselors in the building, you need to be giving that information to them so that they could possibly hop on, have a meeting with that child and just check their social emotional health at that moment to make sure that there is no emergencies going on. And even if it's not an emergency, being able to give students that support that they need. Um, and that's a way also for uh, doing surveys or through Nearpod or Dojo that students can anonymously give you data of how they're feeling. Something as simple as that to start the class off takes less than five minutes, but it gives you a good understanding of how your kids are doing social and emotionally. Pair them with an accountability partner, teachers. If you have kids who are in school face-to-face -face and some kids who are virtual, try to pair the in-school kid with the virtual kid. That way that they, they have some type of connection to what's going on in the building if they are still learning remote. If all your kids are in the building, still pair them with a partner in the class and you can rotate that through. And of course, if all your kids are remote, pair them with someone and you can rotate partners. But it's gonna give them an opportunity to connect with someone in their classroom, have someone else hold them accountable for 
logging on to the computer, getting their work done. Um, you can make friendly competitions between the partners. Hey, who logs in first gets extra credit. Who turns in all of their assignments this week on time gets extra credit. Those things make kids, number one, engage more, makes them know that, hey, someone is depending on me or someone is going to be looking for me to get my part done. And so I'm going to make sure that I show up every day. If you are having um, issues, teachers with some students just not getting onto Google Classroom or not logging onto their class to participate, again, we're dealing with kids who are depressed, who are feeling socially isolated. Give them a job. Give them a job on Zoom to maybe be the person who lets all other other kids into the classroom or maybe they keep up with the chat and give you the heads up if a, a question has come into the chat. That makes them feel a part of the community. That makes them know that, hey, my classmates and my teacher is depending on me to get there, to be there on time because I have a job to do. I'm important. And then, of course, it also gives them that opportunity to engage with their classmates once they do get logged on. Because what we're seeing is kids are so socially isolated. They just don't want to participate. They they are just completely un disengaged. But once they do start engaging, even if it's remotely with their classmates, they start to feel that social connection again. They start to feel better. And so we want to get them back in that routine, back with their peers as much as possible, even if it's virtually and back with their teachers. Okay, the end of the semester is coming up um, for many students in America. Those grades are gonna be coming out soon. And we do not want the achievement gap to widen even more between students of color or marginalized students and their white counterparts. So parents and teachers, here's what you need to do um, to make sure that you're doing your part to support your child and to make sure that they are not failing because there is a lot of students in jeopardy of failing right now due to many different things. But we wanna make sure that if your student is failing, they have been given every single opportunity to pass. So if your child gets a failing grade or if you check your child's grades and it is um, not where you think it should be. You need to make sure you have a conversation with your, your child first and find out what's going on in that classroom. And then you need to, of course, reach out to the teacher. Parents, you need to make sure that you have been checking grades consistently and you have been making contact with uh, the teachers about those missing assignments and trying to make sure that your child makes them up. If you have a teacher who you feel is just being difficult who has not given your child an opportunity to make up those missing assignments in the in lieu of everyone kind of being in a global pandemic and really struggling to get things done and that teacher's just not given grace, then you need to go ahead and schedule a meeting with that teacher and also ask for an administrator to be there. And you need to point out anything that you feel is relevant, whether it's you didn't have an internet connection or you feel like your child was struggling at whatever time period and you just need some grace to get those assignments made up, majority of the time you will be given that grace and those assignments will be made up, but you also need to make sure that uh, those assignments will be counted and that they have a deadline. So if they say, well, yes, we'll accept those assignments, but they need to be in by next week, make sure that your child meets that deadline. 
make sure that if your child is being failed or is given a failing grade, that the teacher can tell you everything that they've done to try to help your child pass, whether that's shorten assignments, exempt them from assignments that possibly maybe weren't as important. Um, if they have reached out to you to tell you that your child is failing, if they have had those conversations with their child to try to get them to make up their work, make sure teachers have done everything that they needed to do to help your child pass. Teachers, you need to make sure you do everything that you can do to make sure a child pass. Failing a child is a reflection on you. If a child fails, that is a reflection on you as an educator. So being a good educator, you need to make sure you are doing every single thing you can to make sure all of your kids pass. Of course, I understand that there are going to be some kids who are just not, but even though those children who did not pass, you should have proof and documentation of every intervention you've tried to do with that child every type of grace or extension or extra courtesy you've given that child to make up those assignments, you should have proven documentation of that. That's not just to cover yourself, but that's just being a good teacher. Lastly, parents and teachers, make sure you are working hard to get those kids, whether it's in the building every single day or logged on every single day. That is something that we are struggling with nationally. Student engagement is low um, and we are seeing a lot of students be tardy or absent multiple times during the week. That is not acceptable. They should be in class, whether it's virtually or remotely, every single day. Virtual or remote, face-to-face, -face, school is every single day, so they should be there. It is a lot um, right now. Everyone is trying to deal with and remember, you cannot pour from an empty cup, but nor can our students. Many of them are empty right now and we have to pour back into them before we can expect them to output. They need our help. Let's stop acting like adults are the only ones impacted by COVID. We are not the only ones impacted by COVID. Our kids are greatly impacted by COVID. They are missing out on huge pieces of their childhood. They are missing their friends. They are isolated. They are missing their teachers. They are missing school as they know it. Any type of normalcy that they had is pretty much been changed. They are struggling and especially children of color. They have witnessed riots, the death of people that look like them in the news constantly. They're losing their grandparents and other family members to COVID at much higher rates than their white counterparts. They are always, always been oppressed in the education system, but the gap is widening even more because of COVID. They are being displaced because of parents' financial struggles, whether they can't afford to keep them right now. They're staying at relatives' house, no internet, can't participate in the learning pro uh, process. They're missing out on their normal activities, sports, extracurricular activities, they're missing out on a lot and they're dealing with a lot. They're stressed out, they're depressed, and they need our help. They need us to be adults and support them and stop acting like they're fine just because they're kids, because they're not. And we need to do everything we can do to help ourselves, but most importantly, help them because they're counting on us to help them to survive COVID mentally. Thank you for joining me today. Please follow my Instagram page at Diary of a Mad Black Teacher 
and look for my weekly posts on every Teach Me Thursday. Comment under the post and tell me what topics you would like to hear discussed in future episodes. Also, please subscribe to Diary of a Mad Black Teacher, the podcast, on your favorite listening platforms, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, or Spotify, as all my episodes are there. Links to free resources that will help you or your loved ones can be found on my website, diaryofamadblackteacher.com. And please be sure to check out freebies, upcoming events, and submit comments or questions on my website as well, as I absolutely check submissions daily and look forward to hearing from you. Lastly, if you are in need of more specialized and specific help, you can book a free consultation with me on my website. And remember class, you can be mad or you can make a difference. Have a mad amazing week and I can't wait to see you back in class. Class is missed.